Hello, the Cinemascope here. I'm Joe Brown, and today I have my first female guest onto the podcast. I'm very excited to introduce the amazing director, Sylvia Ray. How are you doing, Sylvia? I'm doing great. It's hot here in LA, but I'm uh, surviving with AC, so I'm good. It's much better than the, the rain here, but I bet it's really hot there. So just a brief introduction. So I've watched a lot of Sylvia's shorts and I thought they were absolutely ace. So it was no brainer when uh, the first person that I had on the podcast, Damien, introduced me to Sylvia and I asked her to be on the podcast. And she very kindly agreed. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a great chat. Um, so Sylvia, where are you from and what got you started in filmmaking? Well, I live in, I'm based in LA area, um, but I'm from Barstow, California, which is like a very um, small desert town on the way to Vegas. I see you have Fear and Loathing in the background there. They pass, they pass by Barstow. So I think they even have it in uh, the dialogue, but um, yeah, it's a small desert town with not a lot of opportunities for creative work. Um, So I didn't really get into filmmaking until um, later in um, my 30s, I would, early 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm still in my 30s, but um, it's been, uh, it took me a while to kind of call myself an artist and find my way to filmmaking. Um, but now that, I'm, now that I'm here, I am um, super passionate about it. And um, I've learned a lot in a very short period of time. Um, and I've learned a lot through doing basically, mm. which is just making my own shorts, funding my own shorts. Um, yeah, and so here I am. Um, yeah. Cool, very cool, yeah. So as I mentioned before, uh, lots of, pretty much all of um, uh, Sylvia's shorts are on Vimeo. Make sure you check them out because they're, they're really ace. Um, but uh, have you, so a question for myself, have you always wanted to direct or, or were you keen on other aspects of, of in the film business? Um, at first, I started my creative journey writing, um, went from journaling to writing short stories. Um, I've always been interested in movies and television because in the desert where I'm from, it's like you can't be outside, really, or you're going to boil. So, um, yeah, I've always just been in love with movies and film and TV. And so um, when I got into the creative like writing I would write and think about exactly like who would be playing who and um, how I would film it. And so I approached my short stories in that way um, and then eventually just led into um, playing around with doing um, stuff with camera. So the first thing that I ever did was a roundtable discussion about diversity in film and inclusion uh, in film. Um, because when I got curious about filmmaking, I researched um, filmmakers. And when you Google that, it's just loads and loads of like old white dudes. <laughs> um, and then it led me into a path about learning about um, about that. And uh, and so we had a roundtable discussion about it. And uh, it was a three camera setup and uh, multi labs. And I just kind of basically learned how to edit with that mess. (laughs) It was very, very hard and I um, got through it and in the end had the skill of editing on Premiere. Mm. Um, And ever since then, I've been editing my own films for the most part. I'm starting now to work with other editors, which has been lovely. Um, So 
Yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, 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 definitely. Sorry, it just broke up a bit there, so I might have been out of time. But um, okay. yeah, that does. Uh, so you touched on something, something that I definitely want to discuss at some point in the conversations about the diversity in filmmaking, and it's very important for me to all, 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 all promote that as well. So I, I'm very privileged to have you as my first female guest on because I want to promote all different types of filmmakers, genders, and, and sexualities onto this podcast because I think it's massively important within film that that we do that. And if if I can do that as well, then I think that's just only going to aid uh, that 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 movement, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so um, just uh, uh, who were your influences growing up uh, in filmmaking? Who did who who inspired you to do it, so to speak? Yeah, um, Joe, sorry, I kind of, uh, I didn't answer your question, I don't think, <laughs> earlier. Sorry. Um, yeah, because I got, I got sidetracked with the <laughs> editing stuff. But yeah, eventually I ended up, um, my mentor, basically, who's been my DP, uh, Jesse Wine, he um, convinced me to do a couple scenes before we shot our first, uh, first short film, which was Middle of Nowhere. So while I was shooting these scenes, that's when I fell in love with directing. Um, and I had just a blast and I just loved the creative process. And so um, I've never really had that passion for doing anything before. I've always kind of been interested and good at stuff. Um, and when I found my passion for directing, that's when I knew, oh, this is what people are talking about when they mean passion. Um, and it was just those first couple scenes uh, that led into the shorts um, where even still, I'm so excited to be on set directing. And um, I hope that just never goes, I imagine it could never go away. Something that I would do forever. Cool. Very cool. So is, uh, so the, the second question that I asked was who were your influences uh, say growing up uh, and what inspired, what made you love film? Yeah. So growing up, I wasn't really um, like a fanatic about directors, so to speak. But um, I loved just growing up, you know, Disney stuff. Like I loved Pocahontas and, and stuff that seemed a little bit representative of me and what I would look like because it was rare to see someone like me on screen. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I fell in love with movies like Almost Famous. Um, mm -hmm. I watched that movie so many times. Uh, I really like rock and roll influenced movies. Um, uh, and I love comedies like Clueless. Um, mm. And yeah, I feel like my taste is kind of all over the place too. Mm -hmm. I love um, the Star Trek movies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you have a bunch of posters in the back and a lot of those I really enjoyed yeah watching yeah. myself yeah yeah that's what's great about filming isn't it because there's so many different things you can join you never i suppose you never you never pigeonholed in what you can enjoy and what you can um uh, like so to speak so that's what i think is yeah. one of the best things and say and probably that probably that probably goes into directing as well you'll never i suppose you'll never want to say you're you're one you can just direct one type of film you want to hopefully direct a variety of different uh, different films that you enjoy and and, and yeah go on Right. Yeah. And so I find myself um, looking for inspiration now as I'm like finding my voice as a filmmaker. Mm. Um, and looking back at the work that I've done, I do see myself kind of as of now in the dramedy comedy mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. portion and, and some films that, or some shows that um, 
I've loved watching lately is like Atlanta um, and what was it? There was one thing. Oh yeah, Nora Aquafina has a show, Nora in the Bronx or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed that. That's like broad comedy, which I mm-hmm. enjoy directing as well because it's so mm-hmm. fun on set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to do something with heart always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but comedy is so vital too for us right now, especially that, mm-hmm. and it's also just fun to make. And yeah. It's a whole point i think when making yeah no i i i I completely agree you just mentioned mentioned aquafina there i mean her the film the farewell is absolutely superb film i love that film me too i love that film a lot and that dramedy Mm. kind of like Mm. mash of drama and comedy i love it um and i think that um that film had a very cool like visual comedy that, yeah, yeah. Um, the director wor- played with a lot, which I appreciate and definitely admire. Yeah, I can I completely agree. So just to move on slightly, so I want to talk about say um, shorts and and your style of, of filmmaking, so to speak. So I just want to ask, how important are short films to you? And I'm sure you agree as I do. They're essential for uh, young directors like yourself to uh to who are still developing their craft. Um, like so, what does short films mean to you? And yeah so yeah yeah short films for me are basically my film school because I didn't go to film school um and that's how I learned from making Mm. these shorts um also being able to express my my point of view and my female gaze and my um person of color gaze you could call Mm. it Mm -hmm. um it's been an exercise for sure to figuring all of that out and um, I wouldn't be as knowledgeable about film if it wasn't for those short films. And I don't, I don't know if, if I would have jumped into a feature, if I would have been prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm, I'm working on, uh, we're developing a feature that um, I'm really excited about and confident about. Mm. And I definitely would not have had that confidence if it wasn't for those short films that I did. Yeah. So, so I you, think it so is really vital. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just saying, I think it is super vital for young filmmakers or um, pe- people who are just starting up in film. Like it's, it is the way to learn. Like mm-hmm. even if you went to film school, you know, they require you to make these shorts. So mm-hmm. it's important, very important. Mm. Um, what's the best platform to get them out? Is Vimeo the, the best The best one, would you say? Or is there, I'm, I'm sure there's a, there's a variety of different sites you can upload them to. I just have found that with the people that I've spoke to, they upload many much of their stuff onto Vimeo. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it was more about the festivals, I think, that were, mm. were very um, helpful for me because I met other filmmakers. I watched a ton of shorts. Uh, watched a ton of indie features, which is the next step for me. Uh, and after the festivals, I just put them up on Vimeo for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's any, there's no kind of expectation of making money or selling shorts, but I have had friends who have sold their shorts to okay. HBO. So, I mean, it oh. happens, but that's not something people should expect, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So, um, so you send your film, do you send your films into film, sorry, to film festivals? Is that what you do? Yeah. Yeah, I like the festival circuit. It's, mm. it's fun. You meet a lot of like-minded people or different creative people. Mm. And it's, it's been really great for me. And I've done travel like, oh, um, international travel before, but 
the festival circuit has been an opportunity for me to travel the U.S., mm. which has been fantastic and is much different this year around. Um, but yeah, I, I do really like festivals. I mean, there's there's politics and there's things, you know, some are better than others or, you know, there's things. But overall, I've had a really great experience with the festivals. Yeah, very cool. I, I mean, I mean, I'm doing this, but I've never been to one yet. So I'm very excited once they start coming about again. Obviously, when Corona's obviously hopefully gone, that they well, film festivals start coming up in because I'm I'll be, I'll be really excited to go to to them things because I think they're, they're fantastic. But um, mm-hmm. what? How would you define your style of short film? Uh, sorry, your style of fi- uh, of film. What is it that you want to? Is there, is there a certain thing that you want to say when you make films, or is uh, or is it different for each one that you do? Oh, it's definitely different for each one that I do, um, especially now that I'm working with other writers. Mm-hmm. Um, been hired on a couple times to direct some pilot episodes of digital series, which has been mm-hmm. really fun for me. And those writers have different voices too. And so um, I kind of take it one one project at a time. Um, and then from there, see what it is I can learn and see what it is I can push myself to mm-hmm. do to, to drive the story forward. Um, but it always comes back to the story. Uh, and then from there, how is it I can expand my filmmaking tools? how I can expand my knowledge of film um, mm-hmm. and just become a better director. So. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, nice. Um, and then another question that I've got, what is uh, your biggest uh, challenge about when you're making film? What is it that you find, not the most difficult, but uh, the biggest obstacles you face when you create a film? Mm, well, it's always hard. There's mm-hmm. a lot of curveballs coming out of nowhere. Um, I was just on set last weekend shooting, um, shooting something and uh, it was hot, heat wave makes everybody just, all, everybody's energy just go down. Mm. Um, and it's just important to keep the morale. But I mean, resources is always an issue, <laughs> but also the lack of resources, um, you know, kind of breed creativity. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I appreciate being able to make things even without a ton of money. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's hopefully in the future when um, budgets will be a little higher on my projects. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say another thing that I've been actively working on is being able to communicate and work with my actors. Mm-hmm. Um, since I came, I didn't come from like an acting background. Um, and I just want, I know that there are a whole nother bag of tools that they have. um, And there's a whole language that directors and actors have that I've been just actively trying to learn and practice. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Um, um, What's your biggest success then for yourself? Obviously, we'll go on to a period piece, which is your award-winning film, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Um, uh, But would you say that's your biggest success or is it just being... Uh, always uh, doing something new all the time. I mean, that's a success in itself. And, and just for you personally, what's your big success since you've been a filmmaker? Um, um, that's a good question. Yeah, a, a period piece did really well with film festivals. So I'm, I'm really pleased with, with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is funny because it's like, that was like four or five projects ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just... 
I'm just pleased to be working, um, to be continuing to practice my craft, mm -hmm. to see all of my collaborators grow as artists, mm -hmm. um, and um, to kind of look back at my work and see how I've grown as an artist. Like that's what, that's what I'm happy and I feel mm -hmm. is successful. Um, yeah, I'm just making really awesome friends that I hope to collaborate more in the future with. And mm -hmm. yeah, for me, a period piece is something that it's done and it's, it's lived its life. And yeah. I'm just like ready for the next. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I, I would like to, if we, if we could talk about period piece, just because it's, um, I suppose it's oh, yeah. the one, I mean, the one that I, 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 I enjoy myself really resonate, well, resonate with it, enjoyed, but also probably the one that I think people have, have known the most about, uh, about, you, about you as a filmmaker. So um, I'll just ask, um, where did you get the idea for it? Uh, and, how, and also, how long did it take you to film? Yeah, so a period piece, um, is one of the shorts that I was purely the writer. Um, I didn't collaborate writing um, a period piece with anybody. And so it is very much my like creation, like along with a lot of, a lot of help. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it came out of my brain because it was very much like the experience that I've had with me and my friends, like, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that pool that I shot at is the exact pool that I would jump the fence to swim in with friends, like in our clothes. Um, and that bathroom, you know, I've been in that bathroom many, many times, but the experience of people putting in a tampon for the first time, like I've experienced it myself and I've helped other friends. Um, I guided them through that as well as as well as somebody you know so it's it is definitely just like a personal thing that I have a memory of in my past and it was important for me to shoot in my hometown um, which we did and I'm glad I got a lot of really cool super eight coverage of that town which I hope gave it kind of a nostalgic feeling for mm -hmm. the audience members mm -hmm. and um, yeah it's just kind of like a pretty personal story that just was bred out of just my experience yeah i just remembered what i was going to say but it ties in with this as well so it seems like especially with indie filmmakers and, and working on a low budget i spoke i remember speaking to this with damien is you really have to get creative because you don't have these big budgets you have to draw on your own experience experiences to find new ideas which are going to be able within your budget so do you think always trying to expand uh, your creative ideas and stuff is massively beneficial for, I mean, it's obviously creating new film all the time is for a director, but as a filmmaker coming up and an indie filmmaker working on a low budget, creativity is vital for it to succeed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that just knowing that my experience is valid and my voice is valid mm. and, and just to re really go there with my creativity, you know, like, hush that imposter syndrome and just go for it um, will kind of drive everything. Like if you, if there are lack of resources, um, you know, it's for me, it's going to be made somehow. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I've approached this career just in general, like just steamroll through, mm. um, you know, and pivot if I have to, but, um, but I'm going to be making films despite lack of, 
kind of resources and that does take creativity <laughs> yeah that, and, the, and a healthy mindset you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I, I bet i mean i bet you are always i bet you learn something different with each with each film that you make and you learn new techniques for each filmmaker. and when you meet new people you learn techniques from them and so on and so forth it's all about uh, honing in on your skills and then taking the skills that you learn from each set and bringing it onto the next one and, and carrying on doing that I suppose is I mean that sounds like is the the way to go for young filmmakers coming up is always just always be learning from the people around you yeah I, I would say for new filmmakers you know I cut your teeth on editing um, I've learned coloring through this whole process so um, I I'm really proud of a lot of the stuff that I've learned along the way. Um, and now that I'm able to have a little bit more help, I can focus on my visual language, working mm -hmm. with actors, you know, I think that for new filmmakers, it's all a matter of just like doing as much as you can and, and, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just soaking it all in, in like a sponge. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, for, and for me, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but for me, like, um, what's helped me a lot is my filmmaker communities, like, um, especially, um, like, Women in Film, Los Angeles Women's Film Collective, and, and uh, Alliance of Women Directors has been great for me, too. Um, there's also really um, niche groups, like the Chicana Directors Initiative, because I'm half, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot of support and a lot of um, just being a part of the community really kind of helps you just kind mm. of put your foot in the door and be like, I'm here. This is what we're going to do. Mm. And I have like this army of friends <laughs> that are going to help. We're going to help each other along the way that, that kind of like morale has been really great for me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really inspiring to hear you say, like, say things like that and, and the reasons why you're doing this for, for inclusivity and, and diversity in film and promoting uh, female directors and female actors and, not, and so on and so forth, all of these. So it's very refreshing to hear that from someone working at the low, the, probably a, a, a low level in terms of the whole scope of film. And that's, that's, yeah. they're still sticking to that regardless, of, uh, regardless of, of, of what film it is or who they're working with. Yeah, my mentality is like, um, I'm going to just Trojan horse this thing. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to have, I want to have really good practices as far as inclusivity goes on mm -hmm. all of my sets. And, um, and I'll hopefully influence that on other sets that I'm on, even if mm -hmm. I'm just a director for hire, you know, mm -hmm. my choices will hopefully improve that. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like holding the door open and bringing friends in and yeah and it's genuine it's genuinely brought value to my shorts like having um lots of different um people working on one project has improved like it's just like improved everything i feel like mm -hmm. there's a value in both yeah that's totally agree so uh i'm just gonna uh talk about maybe a technical aspect of the film so the no mm -hmm. thing that i noticed most was the as the changing of aspect ratio from the start of the film uh and then it goes into just a normal like a normal shot and then it changes again what was that what was the idea behind that uh just as a, t a technical aspect yeah so that was um you know Ideally, I wanted to make it kind of set in the 90s because that's like where I came up in. Mm -hmm. um, and because of not having a production designer or the resources to change like all of the cars and like everything about it, um, I 
I kind of thought, how can we make it nostalgic in a way? Um, and we try to do that with wardrobe and my DP uh, for that film, Jesse Wine, suggested the Super 8 because he loves working on film. Um, and I do too now, uh, thankfully. So yeah, and also just the the desert, like the sun kind of ruins everything out there and it makes everything look kind of faded and and distorted and, and film really, I think, looks awesome when you're shooting in the desert. It's just, mm -hmm. it gives it that kind of nostalgic feeling, I, I hope. Um, so I also wanted for my audience to kind of be able to like go in, in that journey too. And I remember when like, you know, Mm. And and a lot of the times that happened um, after festivals, people will be like, oh, I totally remember the first time and that I mm. put a tampon in and mm. they would all, you know, they would tell me their stories, which is super cool. Like that had never happened to me as a filmmaker before where people would tell me their experience based off mm. of my film. That was awesome. Yeah. That, 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 that was amazing you definitely do feel that nostalgic feeling of the, it, you definitely got it for, that it, I felt like when I was watching it it was the 90s so it definitely succeeded in in, in, in that aspect definitely um and then um so the overall not the overall message but the the idea behind it is just drawing upon your own experience right and something that you felt would be a, a, a provide a comedic and interesting uh, subject matter for a film yeah and to go back to your question too about the technical like aspect ratio change um, mm -hmm. for that in particular, um, I did also want to bring it to modern day and have it be relatable for um, for young people, young women mm -hmm. um, or young girls. And so the idea was to start with Super 8, which already has that aspect ratio and then bring it into modern times especially mm -hmm. because of resources like it is what it is we were shooting yeah. today this is what you're going to see and then um and then hopefully that related and connected with younger people mm -hmm. De yeah I, it definitely well i'm i'm early 20s so uh it definitely connected with me and even though i'm not female but it's definitely still i still really much enjoyed it and found it very very funny and uh really nostalgic and i, I thought i thought it was fantastic i really enjoyed that short Ooh. And I forgot um, what you asked la after that. Um, it, uh, it was, oh, I, I think I was just touching on upon how it was just, you drawing on your own experience uh, to create a funny and also interesting subject matter for your film. That was, that was the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I always thought that was, that situation was pretty funny because that, that mm -hmm. line, um, just pretend like you're a slut. That yeah. line, I like, I believe I said that to my friend and I, I'll <laughs> never, you know, I, I, and it worked, it really worked. <laughs> and so um, I just kind of always have that memory in the back of my head and um, mm. thought it was funny. I mean, and it's, it truly is like um, a very scary thing for young women. And mm. um, even though my actress Selena Castro um like when she is putting the tampon in it's very real and very scary for her mm. um but somehow there's just that comedic comedic aspect about it mm. that yeah. is so silly <laughs> mm. <laughs> because yeah. after that first time it's just like whatever you know mm. um but yeah I, I uh I definitely think that grounded comedy was really fun for me to write at the time yeah 
Yeah, uh, and that's what I think um, I spoke to quite a few of the indie filmmakers about. Like, it's not forced comedy. It's very subtle, but very fun. Like, that's what I like. I, I, that's my favourite type of comedy where I don't feel like like the act... I, it's gonna, I don't know if this sounds bad or not, but the director's trying too hard to force the comedy upon you. It's just, it's just there and it fits seamlessly. And that definitely is what you feel in a period. I had the pleasure of working on a few broad comedies, um, which I like watching. And um, I also enjoy making too. Um, but somehow, like it, for me, writing and um, working with my collaborative partner, Luam Iasu, we're working on this feature that's very mm -hmm. much a grounded, um, situational comedy. Uh, I really lean towards that too, because mm. it's, it's real, but it's, mm. it's make, you know, it's tickling still. <laughs> so is, is, is that what you're working on right now, your first feature? Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm the type of director that kind of has a few things going on at once. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, not everyone's like that, um, but that's how I operate. And I am working on this with Luam, um, uh, entitled To Be Determined, but I'm mm -hmm. very excited. Um, mm. uh, and we will, we are going to be soon actively looking for producers and funding. Um, I'm also part of an anthology. Um, so that's something short that I wrote for this anthology that um, com came completely out of me and from my experience, um, uh, having a friend who was homeschooled, that was my neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, so we are going to be um, funding for that as well. It's uh, untitled, but it's an anthology. My portion is called The Neighbors. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I'm in post for my human experience. Um, and that is a broad comedy sci-fi, sci-fi comedy, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, cool. We did get a lot over the weekend and now it's in post. And so I'm excited to see it kind of unfold on screen. Awesome. Yeah, they, they sound great. Would they, have, they, have they all been affected by, oh, have some have been affected by Corona? Um, um, yeah, I mean, the ones that are still kind of in development are not, um, be, mm. but we're planning to fundraise to shoot next year. So yeah. we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, mm. And then uh, what we shot over the weekend, my human experience, that was, um, we just had to, to put resources towards making, making sure everybody was safe. Mm. Um, so that means temperature checks throughout the day. Um, COVID tests for everybody who's on set. Uh, it, we in the script it was in an apartment set up one of the scenes, uh, and we decided to make a where um, do it in, at a warehouse because there's more airflow. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to get ten people in an apartment. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been challenging, but um, I did feel very safe on set um but yeah i'm taking precaution now to just kind of isolate from my family since um mm. just so in case i have it yeah. or whatnot yeah but yeah i felt like it was safe but i don't think in these times on sets you can be like a hundred percent guaranteed because there's these overlaps yeah of no. people without symptoms people with and testing times and all of mm -hmm. that yeah i've heard kind of some bad horror stories or not horror stories, just people people coming up with it on sets and they have to shut it down. I mean, yeah, yeah that that I mean that that would not be ideal, would it? But uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just to, so I'm I, I'm really interested to hear from your perspective. Um, 
basically a broader sense of females within within Hollywood and, and cinema and, and even to the lowest level to where you are. Like, what is your overall, overall opinion of the way in which female, direct, female directors are, are treated within within the film world? Um, because I certainly feel that the, the very, a lot of them are very much underappreciated and undervalued and they don't always get the inclusion that they should. So, I mean, is that, is that, is that do you feel the same or is it, do you have a differing opinion? Um, from my personal experience, I have felt um, supported, um, mm -hmm. and I I don't think I haven't. Um, I mean, I guess there's things like people. Maybe if I were a male, I would have given given a bigger opportunity without being ready for it yet. Um, but I I'm okay, like just doing the work and growing, and then getting that those opportunities that I match for and growing slowly with those, um, you know, but I have, I haven't personally had um, uh, uh, any horror stories, but I have friends who do, <laughs> mm. where they, you know, they come up with um, some producers where they just kind of bump heads and it, and it feels sexist. And um, I um, think I'm, I'm kind of building up my armor to kind of, I expect that to happen. Um, mm. But thankfully, I've been okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that there are a lot of like different programs and different diversity programs um, at different networks and just different companies. And I've been applying to a lot of those every year. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've been a part of the Tomorrow's Filmmakers Today program, which is through Ola Mexico Film Festival and mm -hmm. sponsored by HBO. And that was just a really cool opportunity because I got to go to HBO, I got to go to CAA and, um, and just like uh, Disney and all, and just meet a ton of people. And, and um, that was really, really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, every year uh, applying to these diversity programs, it gets really tiring, but mm. you know, there, you know, it's a chance potentially that I can get in one year, you know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> which would lead to other things. Yeah, it's definitely it's what resonated with me. What you said there was it's a sad world that we live in that you expect that you will c come across something. Uh, you will come across that that sexism within within that world, and it's 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 very disheartening and sad and sad to hear that even a filmmaker as yourself is expecting that to happen. It, sh it definitely shouldn't be that way, but it's uh, obviously it's just uh, the horrific modern world that we live in in terms of that aspect of film. Yeah, I think you know, we get used to like microaggressions and I'm trying my best to kind of notice them when they're in my face um, rather mm -hmm. than after the fact where I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's to be expected, you know, little mm -hmm. things like that. And hopefully nothing big or crazy will, I'll have to experience that, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. I feel like I'm prepared yeah. to, to speak my mind when I have to. Cool. Yeah, um, that's nice to hear. So um, this is my, fi my final question. Um, what advice would you give to uh, a female wanting to become a director? What is the, the main tip and the main tip that you would give them? Or I mean, it doesn't have to be female, sorry. Anybody coming into wanting to film, or how would you, as a filmmaker, how would you, uh, sorry, what advice would you give them? Um. I mean, it's so cliche, but like, like you just have to make your films yeah. and, and learn and keep, keep doing it. If you really love doing it, just mm -hmm. don't let anybody tell you no, mm -hmm. um, and go for it. 
you know yeah that's i mean that's i it's kind of cliche but it's true Oh, very cool. Well, um, it's been absolutely fantastic speak, speaking to you. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's really, um, it's, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm honestly really a bit taken back the fact that you, you honestly you said that, and it's uh, it's quite sad. But um, thank you very much for speaking to me, uh, Sylvia. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really happy to speak to you and. Um, nice to meet you over yeah. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, you too, you too. So uh, I'm the Cinemascope, uh, Joe Brown. Please follow my Instagram, underscore the Cinemascope. Check out Sylvia's uh, shorts. They're all on Vimeo. They're really fantastic. Personal favorite of mine is a period, meet, a period piece. Um, yes, I'll be interviewing and doing my bit to try and give all of these filmmakers a voice and uh, hope, hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much. Cheers. And uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Sylvia Lin. That's S-Y-L-B-A's and boy, I-A-L-I-N. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and my website is vktry.com. You can find my stuff there. Make sure you check it out uh, again. Thank you for listening. Cheers. I'll be doing it again. <laughs>